Welcome to the Stronger, Fitter, Happier podcast. I'm your host Vin and today I have another solo episode for you. So this one's a little different from what you're used to. So there's no clear topic. I'm actually just sitting down doing a task for myself that I recorded. So I had every intention to do a podcast episode but what it turned into was basically me talking to myself and reflecting on the past decade. So the last 10 years from 2010 all the way up until the end of 2019 and into 2020 basically. So I was looking at, well, looking at, thinking about my career, thinking about a few personal things that have happened over the last 10 years. And just, I came to a realization over the course of this podcast was that fitness has absolutely changed my life and that's what today's episode is all about me reflecting hopefully inspires you to do the same and it gives you some sort of I guess I don't know epiphany or some kind of clarity on the past 10 years and motivates you to chase after all the goals you have for yourself in 2020 and it sets you up for a great 2020 as well I found this task really enjoyable and quite useful as well. Hopefully you get some out of it and it's not just some self-indulgent kind of episode where you're just listening to me ramble on about myself, which is what I kind of thought it was. But after listening back to it, there was some useful info. So I thought I'd put it out there and let you be the judge. So I'd really appreciate your feedback. And if you have anyone that you'd like to see on this podcast or listen to on this podcast with me that you'd like me to interview, please send me your thoughts. Please let me know who that is at podcast at bodybeyond.co.uk and I'll be, well, I'll try my best to get them on. Enjoy the podcast. So I don't know if you've seen it, but there's this meme going around on Instagram and on social media channels and it's like, I saw it originally on the on Drake's um, Instagram and then I saw it on Gary Vaynerchuk's Instagram as well. So on Drake's Instagram, it was him and it said Drake at the start of the decade and then it said Drake at the end of the decade. And on Drake's one, it was actually really cool. It was him on a Virgin Airlines plane, like his picture, and it was like an advertising thing, like a, a promotional thing. And then at the end of the decade, it was him on his own plane and it was his brand like OVO and he had his own jet and the whole jet was all branded. And yeah, I thought that was pretty cool and pretty inspiring as well. And it made me think, it made me think, what have I accomplished over the last decade? And it actually made me feel, you know, a bit shitty about myself. Um, Well, not shitty, but it, it didn't make me feel like kind of great. I felt a bit like a failure at the start when I first saw it. I thought, what have I accomplished over the last um, decade? What was I doing 10 years ago? And it feels like I'm doing the same thing. But it's not. Like, I haven't actually been doing the same thing. Maybe those thoughts of me doing the same thing over the last 10 years is not from the last 10 years, is actually from maybe the last few months or the last year or so. I feel a bit stagnant in what we're doing 
But over the last 10 years, we've made some really good progress or I've made some really good progress and it actually made me do a task. So I sat down and I wrote down, I've got it in front of me now. I wrote down career-wise all the little progress points that I feel have been quite significant in my career or not just my career, but over the last 10 years. And it's quite a drastic Thing. And I wanted to go through it with you guys on the podcast today. So it's, it's literally, the whole episode is basically about myself, but there is hopefully something you can take away from it. So maybe some sort of, sort of inspiration without blowing my own trumpet, but also just the idea of reflection. So looking back so that you don't, and then just kind of looking at where, how far you've come over the last 10 years or where, what you were doing 10 years ago to make you feel like, you know, you have actually progressed and you don't, you're not just a failure and you, you haven't stagnated or you haven't made progress, like you have made progress. And if doing this activity kind of makes you feel a bit rubbish because you, you maybe haven't got to where you want to be in the last 10 years, hopefully it will open your eyes to maybe make you take action over the next decade to make you progress further. So it will give you kind of benefits. So anyway, what I did was, I went back to as far as I could remember with anything significant over the last 10 years. So in 2010, I was at university doing a sport and exercise degree and I had no clue in terms of what I wanted to do as a career after. So I was just going to uni, doing the day in, day out, not really unhappy. I can't say I was unhappy but I didn't know what I was going to do. Anyway, I remember in June of 2010, I did a fitness instructor course. And at the start of the year, I was offered this course as part of my course as like a kind of CV booster. So something to kind of set yourself aside or differentiate yourself from other people who are doing the same sport and exercise degree across the UK and I did the fitness instructor course and as part of that fitness instructor course I had to do a work placement so I remember emailing lots of gyms um, across like kind of London just trying to get a work placement and I couldn't get any work placements until I stumbled upon a gym that was quite local to my house actually it was just down the road that I had never even heard of, I've never even kind of come across before. And I just called them up. I said, look, I'm doing this course. I need to do a work placement. Can I come and do a placement at your gym? And the gym was Energy Fitness in Northwick Park. Now, people who know me or people who know of me and and what we do will know how this story goes a bit. But those of you who don't, what happened was, the owner, Paul Lawrence, basically said, yeah, sure, come down. And he said, come down today when I called him and I'll give you basically an on-the-spot interview and if I like you, you can do a work placement. So off I went. I said, I can be there in the next half an hour and I went. I didn't drive. Well, I did drive at the time, but I was about to go out and I remember getting ready and I asked my cousins who I was going out with if you could stop off there first, I could do the interview and then we can go out. So that's what happened. Anyway, long story short, did the interview. He said he liked me 
And he offered me a work placement to start. And at the same time, um, I think during that work placement, I had to do my course and I had to do the exam as well. And like at the end of the work placement, and he said to me, if I pass, give him a message and he might have a job for me. So I messaged him in October when I had passed my fitness instructor level two kind of course. And he gave me, he actually said some, he gave me some bad news. He said, I've just hired someone. I don't need anyone. So maybe in January. So I thought, oh, it's one of those things. I won't get a job from him. I won't get to do it, but I will just see how it goes. Anyway, in January, he did actually message me and he offered me a job. So I quit my part-time job at Argos and I started a part-time job as a fitness instructor. Now I need to rewind a little bit because there is a reason why I wanted to share this story with you. Because during that time, that summer, it was a very difficult summer for me. So the reason why it was a difficult summer, I was in a long-term relationship. So for four years with my current partner, who is the mother of my daughter right now. And we actually split up. So we broke up over the summer. And we were apart till about, I think it was about Christmas that year, so in 2010. So we were probably not together for about six months. Anyway, during that time, it was a really difficult time for me because we'd broken up and we're going through stuff and things like that. But I found fitness. So when I was doing my work placement, one of the trainers there, his name's Barry Perkins, great trainer. So shout out to Barry. If you're in the Northwood area, of London, make sure you check him out. He gave me a program to do. I think it was like a three day a week program. And I started it and I fell in love with training. It gave me like some clarity. It like kind of helped me get my mind off, like going through a breakup. It just made me feel good at a time that I was feeling really rubbish and I wasn't feeling myself. And I was really overweight at the time. Like if you, if you've seen old pictures of me, you'll see how chubby I was at university. It was the biggest I ever was in 2010. I was a 36 size waist, about 28 waist now. And I was out of shape, really unhealthy, probably the, the worst point I've ever had in my health. And yeah, like fitness, going, doing that work placement and finding fitness, I think changed the trajectory of my life. And and I say life because I really mean that, that if it wasn't for doing that work placement and finding fitness and starting to enjoy it and seeing the effects of like your body changing over like literally a month of working out, just change my life forever. So after January, I started my work placement and I fell really I mean, in January, I got the job and I started working. And I think within two weeks of working, I ended up in hospital for two weeks. I suffered from a really bad case of IBS. It was the first time I've ever had a flare-up. I was in hospital for two weeks. And luckily, I managed to keep my job. Paul Lawrence was someone who was very patient. And I'm forever grateful to him for doing that because if I'd lost that job 
I don't know if I would have ended up where I am now. And that part of my life was very difficult. So anyway, I got better. I ended up putting loads of weight because I had to uh, take some steroids and things like that for, and I don't mean anabolic steroids. I'm talking about steroids to help inflammation in my stomach that was prescribed by the doctor. So don't think I've ever taken steroids like that. I haven't. It was um, tablet steroids that help with health. But anyway, the side effect of that is you get really bloated, your appetite increases and you you gain loads of weight. I ended up looking like a Teletubby. And I remember one of the doctors said to me, You're, you have aspirations of being a personal trainer, don't you? You want to be a personal trainer. You you said you've, you've got into this fitness instructor role and you want to be a personal trainer. Well, you look so fat. How can you be a personal trainer? How are you ever going to be a personal trainer? You're going to have to lose this weight. And it really struck a chord with me. And I remember I, I was determined. I said, I'm never going to end up in a position where I'm this unhealthy. I'm going to start looking after my health. I'm going to start working out. And that's the start of my personal fitness journey. Career aside, that's when basically I thought I need to sort my shit out and really start working out, look after my health, never end up being unhealthy, not taking care of myself, not being lazy, and being proactive and being like basically the person who I was before, like where I looked after myself, where I was, I took pride in how I looked and how I felt. And I decided to just clean up my act. And it's funny that when I started looking after myself and started taking care of myself and things like that, and like things that getting back on track with my relationship, me and me and my partner got back together. I mean, that wasn't the reason why we got back together or even broke up. Those are things I don't want to discuss on the podcast, but like things started to look up in my life again. And I'm not saying that that was like a really, it was a low point in my life, but compared to what other people go through, I mean, it's really not that bad, but it was something that I found difficult in my personal life. Anyway, we got back together. I started working. I started looking after my health. And that summer I did a personal trainer exam. I, I got qualified as a personal trainer in, and in October I passed. And as soon as I passed, I started working as a personal trainer. I mean, it was, probably wasn't the best thing to do. Should have got some a bit more experience, but it's what I did. And I got better from guidance from other personal trainers who are like working at the gym with me, helped me shape into like a decent trainer. And I started working with like more people and helping people. And it that year, I think 2000, I was doing my 2011 is when I started doing personal training and that was the final year of my university degree. So that year I made a decision that as soon as I finish uni, I'm going to start working for myself as a personal trainer. And that's what I did. So during that year, final year, probably not the best time to start doing personal training, but that's what I did. I used to go to people's houses in the morning, train people at the gym after I finish uni and yeah, just started building a client base and going from there and then just progressed, I guess. And then we started 
getting busier. So we, I say we, it was just me. It, I used to call it fitness with Vin. And then, yeah, we just started getting busier and working and then going from there. In 2012, in the summer of 2012, I decided to launch this boot camp. So it was called Boxing Boot Camp in the Park. <laughs> Bit of a long-winded name, but that's what we, me and some another trainer who was going to do it with me came up with. And we decided to launch it. And the reason why we did it was because as a fitness instructor and a personal trainer, I was doing really well with the personal training side of things. And as a fitness instructor, while I was working for the gym at Energy, I was doing a lot of classes for them. And one class I started was a boxing boot camp on a Saturday morning at, at the gym. And it was really busy. It was one of the most popular classes across the timetable. And I thought, if people are coming to these classes and they're doing really like, you know, getting results, they really enjoy it. Why don't I just start my own one? And then I can make some more money and, you know, do really well. And that's what I decided to do with the other trainer, but it basically did not go to plan. We thought we we're going to get a big turnout in the park on the first day. We posted loads of leaflets all over the area we tried to promote it quite cheekily in the gym, which I did get in trouble for. And in hindsight, I would never do again because it was very disrespectful. Um, but I, I did it and it failed. We got a few people, got some interest. Then it started to fizzle out and less and less and less people started coming. And yeah, it just didn't work. Like the weather in the UK, it just... To be honest, it was just poor execution from me and the other trainer. It wasn't the weather or any excuses like that. We just failed. But I went back to the drawing board. I thought about, oh, why did why did it fail? Why did it not work? Um, kind of like came up with a new idea and a new concept of like, people who like classes want results, but they want some kind of like bit more consistency. So rather like a once a week session, charging like in like more like bulk payments and selling it as a course, that sort of thing. So I came up with this new concept of the fat loss camp in the same summer when this whole thing kind of failed. But me being me, I overthought it, overthought it, overthought it, and I didn't launch anything and I didn't decide to carry it on until the next year in 2013. I waited all the way till April and I decided to start it then. So I think I just thought I'm going to go for it and I did it. So within two weeks, I said, I'm going to go for it, put up an interest list in the gym and I started the fat loss camp. I had like a really big interest list. So I thought, Do you know what, I'm going to start it, set the date and I launched it and we had a really good turnout. So we had, I think a full group on the first, I only allowed 12 people to join. I had a full group and it went really well. And then we started doing these courses. So we used to do four week fat loss courses, have a week off and then four weeks on. And normally it would be the same people. So they'd have a week break and then they'd carry on with their training, give nutrition support. And it was done in a way, not like some kind of gimmicky fat loss thing. I know it sounds quite gimmicky, but it was, it was quite, it was my idea of like selling training to people who like to go to classes, but want to do something a bit more structured like you do in personal training. But while doing, giving them really good training sessions, also give them really good kind of like nutrition support and like give them accountability through measurements and things like that. 
and it worked really well. People saw excellent results. They did really well. And it just kind of took off a little bit. And it kind of, in my own, like, kind of, um, I said social bubble, I guess, it blew up a little bit. So some of the people who came got really good results. They told friends. And I kind of started to get a bit of a buzz around the fat loss camp and what I was doing. And I got really busy. So I was working a lot. And I think it was in like 2014 from my notes here, I decided I wanted one evening a week to myself where I could spend it with my partner and someone else could do one session for me. So I asked my partner's younger sister, who was also a personal trainer at the time, and you guys know her, her name is Sadie. So yeah, so head coach Sadie um, of Body and Beyond Now started just doing once a week classes with me. So she she just literally used to take one session of the fat loss camp for me and do her own personal training stuff. And that's how me and Sadie started working together. So in 2014, I think it was in November around then, we, we started working together. And yeah, so she's been working with me for five years now. So we went from doing the once a week sessions to having an idea of her like kind of working with me. Um, and we both came up with the, this concept of doing small group personal training, seeing that, that it, was, it was kind of coming up in a few other areas. And Sadie really liked the idea of kind of staying at, in one location and kind of really becoming part of what I was doing and working as a team. And she, we basically launched Project Me. So that's now something we do now as our small group personal training program. But then it was like just a standalone thing that Sadie was looking after and it was called Project Me. And yeah, we just kind of went for it for there. And in 2015, we launched that. And that's when Sadie came on board in terms of like what we were doing. But it was a bit of a mishmash of a brand thing. So like I was doing fitness with Vin, we did project me and then we had fat loss camp and it was like three separate things that we did. Um, Sadie kind of did one, some fat loss camp sessions. She didn't do any one-to-one. That was just still me doing the one-to-one and she did project me on her own and looked after project me. So in December, 2015, we thought, why don't we rebrand and kind of come up with a new concept or new like kind of brand identity that we can kind of put everything under one 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 roof basically and we decided to come up with the name body and beyond so it was like basically achieve body goals that you might have and well beyond that and that was the the kind of thing that we came up with and so in 2015 of december at the end of the year body and beyond was born and yeah, so for the fast past five years, it's been Body and Beyond, and before that, it was Fitness Within, Fat Loss Camp, and Project Me for a, like about three months, and that's how that evolved. And then we went into basically getting another member of the team. So Sadie's partner, Leon, Coach Leon, you might have seen him on our social media channels. He joined taken some FLC sessions in March of 2017 
And then after that, it was Nikhil, Coach Nikhil, and he joined in January 2018. And then a year later in January 2019, which this year, we completely revamped what we do at Body and Beyond. We changed the business model, a bit boring in terms of like for you to listen to. So I won't bore you with the details, but we changed the model, the changed like what kind of service we offer, completely differentiated everything. And in August 2019, we got our fourth member of the team. Her name is Richita. You might have seen her. Um, she's does a few sessions with us. And um, yeah, she's a key part of the team now as well. So that's basically been the progression. And that's kind of led us to where we are now. So I don't know where I was going with this. Oh, back to the point. Yeah. So over the past 10 years, that's basically been the progression with my kind of business journey, I guess, even though I didn't kind of start out to do this, but it's also been my kind of fitness journey as well. Like how fitness has completely changed my life. And that's the kind of thing I wanted to discuss in this podcast. I ended up talking about the whole business side of things and the career progress I've made, but what I wanted to go for, like really talk about was how just like an off the chance fitness instructor course and then starting working out completely transformed the trajectory of my life. It started off with like kind of just training, really loving fitness, really loving how it made other people feel, how helping other people also feel the way I felt change how it kind of made me be a better person um how it changed me to be a better like kind of partner as well not just it didn't have a direct result but an indirect result in terms of self-development like as you start progressing in one area of life you start to look at how you can improve in other areas of your life and I really feel that that helped in my relationship as well and like start fitness helped me create like a business and a career and it helped me buy a house in 2016. In 2017, my partner fell pregnant and we had a baby at the end of 2017. It's just been a wonderful decade now that I'm looking back at it. And it's all because of obviously loads of people have played their parts and loads of people have made it a wonderful thing for me. But it all stemmed from fitness. It all stemmed from starting to work out. And I'm not saying looking after your body or, you know, starting to work out is going to do that for you. It might not change your life so drastically, but I honestly believe that it really does have the power to make you feel happier. And it really does have the power to impact your life in such a positive way. Because it does the same thing for so many of the people that we train, so many of the people that I know who get into fitness. And like people ask me questions like, why do you love training and why do you love fitness and why do you have such a love for it? How can I not, if you just listen to the last 25 minutes of me talking about what it's done for my life, how can you not understand why I love fitness so much? It's not because of the workouts. It's not because of how it makes my body look. It's just because it has such a positive effect on so many other things in your life. My mindset changed. My like health completely transformed. Just it made me progress, progress 
by just progressing in the gym transferred to me being addicted, addicted to progressing in all areas of my life. It made me want to be a better person. It made me want to be a better human. It made me connect with like mentors and other coaches that then led me to look at like kind of self-development and mindset in other areas of my life. And it's just, it's been magical. It's been a magical decade for me. And like, I'm truly, truly grateful for everything over the last 10 years, for the people that have been with me, the people that supported me at the start of my journey. And it's just been incredible. And I just want to, now I want to say thank you. But yeah, I just also wanted to say like to you, if you're listening to this, I hope that you kind of look back at the last 10 years and look at like how far you've come and all the things that have happened. And you can look back and think, oh, that happened for this reason. And that happened for this reason. And the pieces all fit. Because when you're, when you're looking forward, it's very difficult for you to go, oh, where's this going to go? What's going to happen? But when you look back, you can see why things happened and what fell into place. And you can see exactly how far you've come. And it's important to look back, but not constantly look back. Now, once you do look back like this, like I've I've spent the last, I guess, 30 minutes looking back, but then it's time to look forward and take action and progress and really try and develop and try and like kind of improve and go further. Otherwise you stay stagnant and you stay basically the same. And I find this like kind of progression trajectory, like, what I was looking at was that the last year I was looking at like looking at all these other people who started off in the same industry as me. Maybe I was thinking like they all have gyms and they've done this and they've done that and they've achieved this. And I was looking at myself like I'm a failure. Like I've just, I'm still stuck with what we're doing. And you might know that I have aspirations of opening my own gym one day and like looking back and thinking like, I haven't done it yet. I haven't done it yet. And I keep feeling like a bit of a failure and just doing this little task of looking at like how far I've come in the last 10 years. And it's just kind of made me understand that I just need to keep being patient, I guess. Like it's just about, it's not about other people's journeys and looking at how far they've come. They're on their own journey. They're they're on their own path and what, whatever they're doing is not, Uh, like I shouldn't be concerned about it to me I need to just focus on what I'm doing and keep my head down and just kind of carry on going and just really like I guess just keep doing what I'm doing keep progressing keep trying to like make small steps and it's like I say to all of our members who train with us just try to be better than you were yesterday try to do a little bit more Try to progress from yesterday. And if you keep doing that, I guess for another 10 years, you'll be where you want to be. And whether the gym comes in next year, year after, or even in another 10 years, I guess it will happen when it happens. You just have to do the work. I guess I've just come to a bit of a realization. Like I have achieved a lot over the last 10 years and it's something that I should be proud of. But it's time to get to work and just keep pushing and keep pushing for more and being grateful, but also being hungry at the same time. I hope 
I don't really know what else to say now. Um, it was a bit of a weird episode. I know I've kind of spoke about myself and hopefully it hasn't come across as like me blowing my own trumpet or quite self-indulgent. I will listen back to this episode and I hope if, if I think this worth putting out or you find there might be some benefit to you, I will put it out. Otherwise it'll be for my own personal records. Hopefully you do find that useful and I hope for you, you do kind of take something from it. As a takeaway, just to summarize, just reflect back on how far you've come and be grateful for everything you have achieved and anything you haven't and you want to make it hungry, like kind of let it develop some sort of hunger for you to keep working hard and keep pushing and just remain patient with all your goals. Everything will come to you in due time. You just have to do it the right way. Don't rush the process. Just keep going and just keep enjoying life and keep enjoying the journey because I think one thing that everyone gets caught up in is the destination. So like for me, like trying to get to the gym, trying to get to the gym. And it's not the destination that that is the the, the success. It's the journey of developing and becoming happier and like trying to like kind of get to that point. That's the bit. That's the fun bit. It's not the end point. Because when you get to the end point, there's always something else. Like when we get the gym, there'll be something else. And it's the same for you, whether you're trying to lose weight, whether you're trying to become happier, there's always going to be another stepping stone, another progress like point. You're always going to want more and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just if you constantly chase more without appreciating the journey and appreciating developing and the progression, then you're constantly going to be unhappy. Happiness is not a destination, I guess. It's the process. It's the journey. That's what true happiness is. It's enjoying going through life, whether that's struggles, whether that's positives. It's just doing it all with positivity and gratitude and optimism. That's what true happiness is. Because I guess ultimately you're never going to be always, always happy. You're going to have ups and downs all the time. So I've kind of gone off on another tangent now. But anyway, hopefully you found that episode useful. I'll catch you on the next one. Take care. Over and out.